dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. We are here. And just, you know, the usual blah, blah, blah. I've had a lot of fun reading stuff these past few days. As I said before, Mr. Seal, a Monkey Blood Design, has been nice enough to send me some things to look at, to review, and other things. And who knows, there may be a giveaway in the future. I haven't made up my mind yet. I'm still looking through this stuff. At any rate, I like to talk about classes, maybe even custom classes. How about that? And we will talk about that after this. Now, this whole thing, especially the folk magazine of the Haven Isles, if you have a campaign that you're using your own campaign world or something like that, or even, you know, ones you use that other people do, you ever think about coming up with your own classes or subclasses or things like that? It depends on the system you're using. In an old school game, it's a lot easier. Now, I most of these, I think would come up under the heading of subclasses because you can take the four basic classes and just sort of tweak them into something special. There may be an interesting order of clerics in your game or a cabal of mages or something like that 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 would allow a kind of a subclass of that group, even like, say, a ranger's association or a fighter's mercenary legion or something like that and it may give you advantages and limitations things like that but like i said most of that can come under subclasses i mean i know in basic D, the basic ones and the clones their races class well not necessarily unless you're dealing with demi unless it's a demi human class then you know some people just come up with their whole classes which I think is is kind of unnecessary. If you're not going to deal with demi-humans taking these classes, I would just make it a subclass of whatever, fighter, thief, whatever. You know what I mean? But like I said, most of them can be subclasses. Now, here's the things you might want to think about coming up for it. Stat requirements. Some games have stat requirements for their classes. Your Your classes or subclasses should be no different. But if they don't, I wouldn't worry about it. They may say, this class needs an exceptional blah, 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 whatever stat, dex, strength, intelligence, whatever it is. I like to lean on constitution pretty hard, especially for the more active ones like the fighter subclass. But, you know, you come up with your own stat requirements. Nothing unreasonable. Mostly it's like 15, you know, a stat of 15 or more in that stat or stats. Some of them take more than one. Then you would go on to what are the special abilities that you get for being in this class? They can range from special powers to maybe something that they get from their association, like, you know, armor or whatever. Or it could be anything. Maybe there's a special ability that these kind of characters, these classes develop. Uh, maybe they get a special animal companion. Who knows? They may get a, 
And people may, you know, people may have a certain opinion. You can go the, the gamut with this. Also, if you're dealing with a magic using, even if you're not dealing with a magic using class, spells. Some classes get this spell and that spell and that spell automatically. If they're following this god or fo- or doing this thing, maybe a druidic, a druidic association or something like that, they get this, that, and the other thing. And it doesn't always have to be a mage either. These are called special abilities for a reason. And it would just be something that happens. You know, like paladins get to lay on hands, unless they're not paladins anymore, then they don't get that. But, and there's also special, there's this, you may get special skills for free if there's a skill system in your game, say like second edition or third you may be able to get special spe- uh, spells, skills, or feats. You may they this this subclass or class may award special weapons, or say you can only use these special weapons in armor. You can only have this much armor. You can only uh, it may even go down to how much money you'll be able to keep. You may you either have to tie you would either have to tithe it or. Maybe this class, like Paladins, there's a lot of upkeep, so you spend a lot of your money. So you're always looking for money. Lastly, I want to talk about, and, and this is mostly what I, I gleaned from the Folk Magic book, because it got me thinking, because I now went back and looked at Astonishing Swordsman with all its subclasses and things like that. But anyway, the last thing I want to talk about is special be- behaviors, as they say. What that means is these guys tend to act this way normally. What it is, is role-playing hooks. It's how, how you should probably play this character. I'm not saying there should be an, shouldn't be an exception unless it goes you know, diametrically opposed to whatever organization they're, they're with or the way these characters are. But these are suggestions on how to do, how to do these things, how to, how to, how to role-play. Basically, and like I said, like everything else in the game, there are suggestions or guidelines, and you know it works. It'd probably work out great. You'd have to. I'd I'd offer it to the players if you're in a campaign. If you're in a group, I'd offer it to the players see if anybody takes them. If they do, this is the way you can like play test them to see if they work. I mean, this is how they came up with the kits and the prestige classes and all that stuff, even though some of them weren't play-tested. But this is how you do it. And I would recommend that. It just makes the world more personal, and it helps players get into the world better. More immersion, more more role-playing, things like that. Anyway, I'm going to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognardgmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thanks again, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John, Allen. You guys are great. Don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Larges The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. (laughs) 